0: Amen. Get connected. Stay connected. Be part of what God is doing in the city of Cincinnati. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Jeremiah chapter number one today. Most preaching that we do in the pulpit is an attempt to cram something into your spirits. I ain't gonna lie. But today, I want to try to extract something out, if I could, by the help of the Lord. Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse number, just one verse, verse number 5, it's a familiar verse. But the Lord says, before I formed thee in the belly. That's why I love baby dedications Sundays because before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou comest out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained Thee a prophet to the nations. Can you say amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, we pray that You would be with us today as we explore your word. God, I thank you for these families that have gathered. I thank you for this congregation of believers that have gathered to worship you today. God, I pray that you would help us, Lord. God, to receive your word. Let it find good ground in my heart today that I might receive it and that it might change me for the better. God, I love you and I thank you for it now in Jesus' name. And everybody said in Jesus' name. Amen. Look at your neighbor before you're seated, and Sam will help him preach today. In Jesus' name. Some of y'all didn't say it. No, I'm teasing. (laughs) I'm teasing. You're going to be with me. I know. I've heard and often repeated this statement that the Word of God says what it means. It means what it says and it usually means something a little deeper, right? This is certainly the case concerning God's word to the prophet Jeremiah here in the text that we read. And I want to point out and establish a principle that might help us to better understand how God works and operates in our lives, okay? And this is, this is it in, in short, that God always begins with purpose, Look at your neighbor and say, God always begins with purpose. Before there was creation, there was purpose. Before there were seasons and times, there was purpose. Before there were people or human life began to play out, God established purpose. Long before callings, long before anointings, long before events that worked together, before anything at all, there's purpose. Because God always begins with purpose. The problem is, is that we tend to think of it the other way around. Right? We think that God starts with people, places, and things, and then purpose comes along later on, or or maybe we have to somehow find the purpose of God. We think that the season and the time happens and then the purpose comes along. We assume that all things have to work together in order for purpose to come about. And we do that because we are standing at the bottom looking up while God stands at the top looking down, right? We're the ones that see things backwards while God sees the end from the beginning. He sees it in the proper order and in the proper context. Let me prove it to you in Scripture. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1. Again, another very popular verse of Scripture. It says, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Notice with me that the purpose existed before the season and the time. Because it didn't say the season and time existed for purpose. It says that it existed to purpose. So the purpose had to proceed everything else. Paul wrote to the Roman church in Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. Again, another very familiar verse of scripture. He says, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. Notice there that God's purpose comes before the things that work together and it precedes the people that love God. What does that mean, Brother Sizemore? It means that God had a purpose for you before he even created you. We we weren't even born yet, and God gave us a purpose. Paul would go on in Romans 9 and say this For the children being born and being not born yet, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God might stand. In other words, God's purpose for us existed prior to us ever being born. So based on these passages, we begin to understand the principle that God always starts with and God always begins with purpose. And it's with that in mind that we can better understand the text in Jeremiah The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah and God downloaded this valuable concept into him at a time when Jeremiah did not feel worthy of it. He he, he didn't feel adequate. He didn't feel like he could do what God was asking him to do. But God knew something about Jeremiah that Jeremiah didn't know about himself. And that was that God had already put a purpose inside of Jeremiah before Jeremiah even knew it was there. God tells him, before I formed thee in the belly, before I, you came out of the womb, he says, before I, I formed you in the belly, I knew thee. And before you came from the womb, I sanctified thee, or I gave you purpose I I set you apart and I ordained you a prophet to the nations God did not say I'm going to create Jeremiah and then well I'll see what I can do about finding a prophet to the nations no he said I need a prophet to the nations that's the purpose right and so I'm going to create one and they'll call him Jeremiah before there were bodies there was purpose and then God created bodies to put his purpose into. Before there was a person, there was always a purpose. Bible says God purposed to preserve humanity so he could start over after he destroyed the world with a flood. And God downloaded that person in that, that purpose into a man named Noah, whom he found grace and favor with. And it took 120 years. For that, to, for, that, for that purpose to be fulfilled. But God's purpose existed long before Noah ever did. God purposed to have a people who were called out and separated unto him. A people that he could call his own. And so he made sure that he put purpose in a man named Abram. And it took multiple generations. And it took time for that purpose to come about. But God's desire and purpose existed long before Abram ever did. God purposed to deliver that same people out of Egyptian bondage and into a land of promise. And so God formed and separated and ordained a baby named Moses from birth. He hid him in plain sight in Egypt. He trained him on the backside of the desert. And when the time was right, God spoke to him out of a burning bush. And he said, I have raised you up, Moses, for this very purpose. That I might show you my power and that my name might be proclaimed. Purpose. And when the mighty God himself sought to reconcile A sin, sick world back to himself. After the fall of man, what did he do? He himself stepped down from his glory, became like one of us, was born a virgin, despised and rejected, and became the once and for all sacrifice, redeeming mankind. But Acts chapter 2 records that Jesus was crucified according to divine purpose. Purpose, catch that, the purpose existed long before Jesus was ever born. And on and on we could go today from Joshua to David to Solomon to Peter, James and John and even the Apostle Paul. Purpose would always precede people because God begins with purpose. That's why Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 1 Be thou a partaker of the the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling. Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace which was given us in Christ Jesus. When? Before the world began. I got to ask you today. Which came first? A bird... Or flight? Did God create the bird with its wings and feathers and aerodynamics and then say, well, you know, I need something for this bird to do because he, he can't run and he can't, he, can't, he can't swim. So I guess I'm going to have to create flight. No, that's not what how it worked. He created flight which was the purpose, and then he put the purpose inside of the bird, and he created that bird with everything it needed to fulfill the purpose. You see where I'm going? What about, what about which came first? It, what, was it the fish or was it the swim? Right? Well, God's purpose was Swim. And he had to create something and put that swim into. So he created the fish to perfectly operate in that environment. To pull the oxygen out of the water and be able to breathe. And now that fish can fulfill the purpose of God. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you and I to understand today that it did not start with creation. It did not start with personality. It did not start with talent. It did not start with gifts. It didn't start with a place. It didn't start with a thing. No, it started with purpose. Everybody all right? Are you following me? So here's why it's important to understand this principle. Because before you and I were given life, we were given purpose. Before God breathed the breath of life into our beings, he breathed a purpose into us. We were created on purpose for a purpose. (laughs) I need you to believe that today. So why is it then that so many of us struggle with our purpose? Why do we we struggle with that? I mean, it's the thing that God put in us before he put anything else in us. It's what we were made for. I mean, it ought to be the easiest and most natural thing in the world. and And yet it's the thing that we seem to wrestle with the most. We seem to fight against it and struggle with it more than anything else. Why? Here's the thing. We need purpose. In fact, it's one of the three basic needs of the human soul. There are three basic things that a human soul needs. Number one, a human soul needs meaning. Everybody say meaning. We want to know why. Right? Why, why do I exist? Why was I born? Why am I here? What, what's the meaning of it all? We are born with a need for meaning. And then we can't, when we can't find meaning, you know what we do? We run out and we create our own. Right? We create our own. That's where superstition comes in. Because we didn't understand something and we needed to know why. And we didn't understand it so we just created something to help it give meaning to our life. Right? And when we do that, it's very often to our detriment. And we'll look for meaning in places we were never meant to look for meaning. Right? So we need meaning. Meaning. But the second thing we need is intimacy. Everybody say, we need love. We need love. We need love. We We, we were designed for love. It's not good, the Bible says, for a man or a woman to be alone. Love is the only thing, really, that adequately explains our human condition. Love. It's the human spirit's language, right? Because I can show you love without ever saying a word to you. And you'll understand it. Love, because we need it. We want to know why, the, you want to know why the world's so crazy and out of control? Because we don't know how to love each other the way Christ loves us, especially when we disagree. So we need meaning, and we need love or intimacy, but we also need purpose. Yeah, Purpose. What's my role? What, what am I designed to do? What was I created? What, what, we, we are born with it on the inside of us. In fact, all creation is designed and created with purpose. There, there's something in the, in the DNA of all creation that causes them to want to grow and progress and not stay the same, but, but to move forward into something better and greater. Brother Sizemore, how tall will the oak tree grow? The answer to that is to its fullest potential. An oak tree will grow as tall as that species of oak tree can grow. And the oak tree never ponders and, 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 and says, you know, listen, I'm, I'm only about 15 feet right now. And uh, if I keep growing, then I'm going to have more limbs, which means more leaves and means more squirrels and... More birds, and it's just, it's gonna get out of control, and I'm gonna have to support all of that, and I'm gonna have to leave my little shrubby neighbors behind, you know, and I, uh, you know, I'm just, you know, I think I'm just gonna stop right where I'm at. I, I kind of like where I'm at right now, and I'm gonna stop growing. No, the oak, the oak tree can't say that, because God put growth in the DNA of that tree. That tree has to grow. Now human beings were different. Right? Human beings, well, we can say, you know what? I I'm good. I'm not I'm not growing anymore. This is as far as I'm willing to go. Stop the train. I want to get off. We do that, right? I don't want to learn anything new. I don't want to do anything different. I don't want to grow as a person. This is it for me. This is all I got. I don't want to have a better relationship. I don't want to be a better communicator. I don't want to do any of that. I don't want to read any more books. I've seen it all. I've seen all I want to see. I've done all I want to do. I've gone as far as I want to. I'm not growing anymore. We can do that as human beings. But I've come to tell you today, don't fall into that trap. Don't become one of those people that stunts your own growth. Don't allow yourself to stop short of reaching your full potential and achieving your God-given purpose. Here's the thing. God didn't create us to be status quo. He didn't create us just so that we would be the extras on the movie set. Right? Now, I'm a movie guy. I like to watch a good movie, emphasis on good there. Right. Some of y'all would some of y'all need to get VidAngel, angel it to help you. That's just saying that. But but I like I like a good movie, right? On a movie, movie set, they, they have the they have the leading actors and actresses. You know, these are the stars of the of the show. These are the people that get all the attention. These are the people whose names show up in the credits. The, the, their name is first on the screen. They they get all the attention. And then, then they have the supporting cast. See, they have the, the they have the, the supporting actor and the supporting actress and people who play supporting roles. And you know, these are the people that, that are kind of secondary. Their name may show up on the screen, but it's gonna be like at the end, you know, or whatever. And then they have what they call extras, right? They have these people called extras. These are people who are just there to take up space in the background. These are the people that do not get recognized. They do not get their name in the credits. They don't get a star on the Walk of Fame. No, they're just unnamed, uncredited extras. And I want us to know today that in God's plan, we were never created to be extras. We were never created to just stand in the background and take up space. We were never created just to be a somebody who exists with no real rhyme or with no real reason. We were never created just to be a secondary or third tier individual in the plan of God and take up space. No, you and I were created for more than that. You and I were created with potential and purpose on the inside. We were created to make a mark. We were called to make a difference. You were born with a measure of faith. You were created to be an overcomer you were saved sanctified and filled with the holy ghost uh, called out separated ordained that you would be more than a conqueror you were born with purpose look at your neighbor and say i was born with purpose and God wants to reach inside of you and I today and pull that purpose out of us. Oh, pull that, that potential. Pull that gift. Pull that calling. Pull that ministry. Pull that business. Pull that relationship. He wants to pull that purpose out of you so you can be everything that God ordained you to be. Mm. So it starts with purpose. Purpose is your calling from birth. It's your calling. Jeremiah says, before I formed thee, God tells him, before I formed thee in the belly. Somebody say before. before. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before thou camest out of the womb, I sanctified thee. You got to understand, there's a lot of debate going on today about when life begins. Yeah. When does life begin? Does it begin at conception? Does it, does it begin at 15 weeks? Does it begin at nine months? When does life begin? I say that we need to go back a little further than all that. Because God said Before. Oh, it's before. Because according to God, he knew us before he ever released us into a womb. And if he knew us before the womb, and if he gave us purpose before we were formed, then hear me, abortion doesn't just take a life. It takes a purpose. That's why, that's why we have to protect the unborn because we're not just protecting life, we're protecting purpose. The devil wants to snuff out purpose. And so we're going to let all these millions of babies be killed and aborted. It's not about taking life. It's about taking purpose. Oh, we're protecting life. We believe in the sanctity of life. But the devil understands what we don't understand. That it isn't just about the life. It's about the purpose of God. Thank God for these babies that were brought to be dedicated. And I thank God that you brought your children to be dedicated. Let me tell you why. Because before they were ever formed, God called them. Before they even got into the womb, God ordained them. He separated them. He set them aside for his divine purpose. He downloaded purpose on the inside of their little hearts and inside of their little bodies. And and he, and he, and he called them and he ordained them. He put purpose inside of them. But it doesn't end there. Because even though it starts with purpose. Then that means that there has to be an ending place. It might start with purpose, but the Bible doesn't say that God is just the author. No. God is the author, but he's also the finisher. finisher. The scripture says he's the author and the finisher. He's the author and the finisher of my faith. And because he's the author and the finisher, then that means that he's not going to leave my purpose incomplete. Yeah, that's why Paul told the Philippian church, he said, you can be confident of this one very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it to the day of Jesus Christ. In other words, God doesn't begin something in us that he doesn't intend to see through to completion. So my purpose has a destination or what we would know as a destiny. You see how that works phonetically, right? Our purpose has a destination and we know it as a destiny. Purpose is my calling from birth. Destiny is me walking in that calling. Purpose is knowing that God has a door for me. Destiny is me walking through that door when it opens. This is the best way for me to understand it because you know I'm just I'm pretty simple minded. But but it's like this. I, I look at it like this. Purpose is God calling the hotel and making the reservation. Destiny is me standing at the front desk checking in. Does that make sense? Paul would tell the Corinthian church in 2 Corinthians 5, now it is God who has made us for purpose and has given us his spirit as a deposit on what is yet to come. I'm telling you, God always starts with purpose, but destiny is where your purpose is fulfilled. I want you to hear me. In order to reach my destiny, I need to choose to walk in the purpose that God has placed inside of me. Because even though there's a God-given purpose placed inside of me, and even though there is a God-ordained destiny for you, we still have to choose to embrace it. And the only thing that can keep me from fulfilling my purpose and walking in my destiny, the only thing, is the man in the mirror. Me. Me. The devil would love to interrupt that in my life, but he can't. Every demon in hell would love to stop you from realizing your purpose, but they can't. They can't do that. Other people may want to interfere with God's plan, but, but 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 they can't do that because only you and I have the power to choose whether or not we're going to embrace God's purpose for our life or not. And you can have your own plan, and you can have your own goal, and you can have your own idea about the future, but when you ingra- embrace God's future for your life, then his purpose will supersede your purpose. See God made the reservation, but we've got to choose to show up and check in. yeah, yeah purpose, purpose in our lives. okay pastor so is this the part of the sermon where you tell me what my purpose is? <laughs> is this the part of the sermon where you tell me what god 's purpose for my life is? is this what you, is this where you tell me what the will of God for me is listen i, I you know I think we've made I think we've made the will of God, quote unquote, way more complicated than it needs to be. Yeah, we really have. You want to know what the will of God is for your life? You, know, you, you want to know what God's purpose for your life is? Here it is right here. It's his word. The will of God is the word of God. Some of y'all are going to get mad at me later. The will of God is the word of God. God's word is his will for you. If it's in his word, then it's his will for your life. If it's not in his word, then it's not his will for your life. That, that really ought to really simplify it for some of us today. If it's in the word of God, I can have it, I can do it, I can be it. If it's not there or if the word is against it, then I shouldn't even worry about it. Yeah. Yes, God has a specific calling and purpose just for you and I individually. And yes, God has something specifically for you to do. And if you want to know what that is, then look no further than how he made you. Look no further than how he designed you. The giftings and abilities that he put inside of you are meant to be indicators of what he's purposed for you to do. And it's when we choose to embrace God's purpose That life just gets a little bit easier Yeah See when I choose to make God's purpose a priority in my life Then I need to make the proper alignments In my life Let me tell you The right alignments will put me in the right assignments Oh some of y'all gotta write that down The right alignments in your life will ensure that you get into the right assignments for your life because the right alignments will put you in the right assignments and the wrong alignments will put you in the wrong assignments. What does that mean? It means I've got to choose to do the things and go the places and connect with the people who align me with God's purpose. That means that I've got to make a a conscious decision that if that action doesn't align with God's purpose, I'm not going to do it. And if that education track doesn't align with God's purpose for my life, then I'm not going to waste my time with it. And if that relationship doesn't align with God's purpose for my life, then I need to find some relationships that will. And if that decision doesn't move me closer to my God-given purpose, then I need to make a different decision. Let me help somebody today. Every decision you make either moves you closer to God's purpose for your life or further away from it. Every decision that you make either moves you closer Or moves you further away. And some of us are on the wrong assignments. Because we've made the wrong alignments. I'm going to tell you. Who you run with matters. What you study matters. How you conduct yourself matters. Where you spend your time. And what you spend your money on. Matters. Where you work. Matters. Where you live. Matters. Who you marry. Matters. Why? Because there's a divine purpose on the inside of me that's trying to get out. There's a divine purpose on the inside of me. I've got a divine assignment and I don't want to come short. I don't want to miss the mark. I don't want to settle for anything less than what God has for my life. I've got purpose inside of me. Oh, come on, if you know you've got purpose inside of you today, why don't you give the Lord some praise? Come on, if you know that you've got purpose on the inside, if there's something on the inside trying to get out of you, why don't you give him praise? Go ahead and remain standing with me if you could. Musicians come. The wisest man to ever live, Solomon, said it like this. In Proverbs 19 and 21, he said, many are the plans of a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Many are the plans of a man's heart, but there's something inside of me competing with my plans. It's the purpose that God downloaded into me before I was ever born. Whew. See, we, we can have our own plans. We can have our own goals. We can have our own ideas about our future. But when I embrace the Lord's future, when I embrace the Lord's purpose then his purpose will supersede my purpose. The question for you and I today is this. Will we allow God's purpose to prevail? Mm. Will I allow God's purpose? Uh, Am I gonna embrace it? Am I gonna pursue it? Am I gonna walk in it? Or am I just gonna settle where I am? Am I gonna be happy with almost being everything I could be. Am I going to be happy about just kind of staying where I'm at because well I'm comfortable there and I got friends and I got neighbors and I I'm just enjoying life and I I'm doing what I want to do. Yeah. But God's got a purpose for you. I don't know where you're at in your journey today. I don't I don't know if you have embraced the purpose of God for your life, or not? Maybe you're here today and you're still struggling with that. Maybe you're here today and you're walking in it. Thank God for that. Maybe you're here and you have you started for that, but you you veered off the path somewhere. I, I don't know. I don't know where you're at. But if you have veered off the path for God's purpose, let me encourage you, because the prophet Isaiah tells us in Isaiah 30. That if you do somehow get off the path, that there is a word behind you. There's a word behind you saying, this is the way. Walk ye in it. But, but, I, but I turn to the right, this is the way. But I, but I turn to the left, no, this is the way. Walk ye in the way. What is that, Brother Sizemore? That's the Holy Ghost inside of you. And it's designed to lead you and guide you into your purpose. Besides more, I don't, I don't have the Holy Ghost in my life. Well then maybe that's why you've wandered so far away from your purpose. Because the Holy Ghost will keep you in, in, in the purpose. It'll keep you pursuing. It'll order your steps. It'll get you back on the path that leads to God's destiny for your life. If you're here today and you know that God's got a purpose for you, I want you to lift your hands. Come on, I want you to thank God for that purpose that he's put in you. Come on, I want you to know you're you're not a loser. You're not an absentee. You're not an accident by any stretch of the imagination. You were born on purpose for a purpose. Come on, God is speaking to somebody right now. Come on, if you're, if you're here today and you're searching for meaning in your life, why not come and talk to your creator today about why he created you? Stop asking everybody else about your purpose. Talk to the one that put the purpose in you. Come on, God's got a purpose for you right now. We're getting ready to sing a song today. And as we do, I want you to come. We're opening these altars. Some of you need to come and let God activate a purpose in your life. Some of you need to come and get back on course to pursuing what God has. Some of you just need to come and celebrate the purpose that God has put in you today. Come on, who will come? Who will come? There's purpose in you. Have a purpose for me. God, there's a purpose. Oh, God. Before I was ever born, God, you put a purpose in me. Oh, I'm not an accident. I've not been left behind. Come on, who will come today? Come on, who will come and find your purpose?
1: Oh, you are holy, Come on,
0: lift your hands today. Come on, lift your hands today.
1: Pull it out of me